it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're more than a couple weeks into the new year here. And how are your New Year's resolutions doing? I know a lot of us, I'm among them, want to eat healthier when I get through the holidays. And I want to eat better. I just want to eat higher quality ingredients and better meals that aren't boring. And there is a way to do that right now with the new sponsor of this program. It's called Factor. It's a meal delivery service that keeps you from having to spend time in line at the grocery store or hunched over the stove or trying to order from a restaurant when it's going to take 45 minutes to get there and you're hungry right now. Well, Factor checks all those boxes. These are great meals to eat while watching pro wrestling shows because you don't need a lot of meal prep. You get home from work and you don't want to cook. You don't want to run through the same drive through You want to have a high-quality meal that you feel good about and that makes you feel good afterwards while you're watching wrestling on weekday night. This meal delivery service is perfect for that. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup. There's no dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. And with more than 27 meal options each week, you'll never be bored. As many of you know, for over 12 years, I've eaten a primarily vegan diet. I've wild fish every now and then. They offer vegan and veggie meals in addition to keto meals as well as lower calorie meals, plus cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. I've chosen the vegan options, and they just look delicious. When you go to their website, your mouth's going to water. The Korean tofu and veggie bowl, vegetarian tamale bowl, Indian-style vegetable rice, and tomato roasted and vegetable risotto are all on the menu this week, and I am looking forward to trying those dishes. Whatever kind of diet you eat, they have options for you, including garlic herb salmon, sun-dried tomato chicken, kettle mushroom burger, and more. Check out their delicious meals online, and I... I'm confident you're going to want to order these and try these out. Head to go.factor75.com slash plans and use code WADE120 to get $120 off your first five weeks of meals. That's code WADE120. WADE120 gets you $120 off your first five weeks of meals. Again, the website is go.factor75.com slash plans. That's go.factor75.com slash plans for $120 off. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If it's Sunday, it's Wrestling Night America here on PWTorchDailyCast.com. Good Saturday evening for February 19th, 2022. I am Pro Wrestling Torch columnist Greg Parks, and this is Wrestling Night in America, where uh, we talk about the big shows in pro wrestling, and that hopefully explains why we are here on a Saturday night instead of our usual Sunday night time slot, is because today was uh, a doubleheader of big shows as we had at noon Eastern from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, the WWE Elimination Chamber show that had some big news coming out of that that we'll talk about later on here tonight. And uh, we just finished up the Impact No Surrender special event. I was (laughs) under the mistaken uh, belief that this was a pay-per-view, of which they only do a few per year. But in fact, this was one of their specials that they do on Impact Plus and Fight TV I went to purchase it on on Fight TV and saw that it was only nine ninety nine. I'm like, wait a minute, that's a lot cheaper than it usually is. And so, um, you know, I guess credit Impact for the, building it up on television as if it is uh, important enough to be a a pay per view when in fact it was uh, just a uh, a special live event, I guess, on uh, on that on that show. So. Um, We'll, we'll talk about that first up. Uh, if you want to call up and talk about either show, by the way, you can. 515-605-9345. Press 1 if you'd like to jump in the queue and speak on either of those topics. If it is too late for you to stay up too long and uh, you're afraid we won't get to you on the phone lines, there's a there's a remedy for that. You can email us at wniaLivecast at gmail.com. 
Uh, you don't even have to qu have a question if you just want to give your thoughts uh, on either the Chamber pay-per-view or the No Surrender show, you may do that. So uh, really looking forward to interacting with some folks here tonight. And uh, the interaction actually starts now because right now jumping on with me to talk about the Impact No Surrender event is PWTorch.com specialist uh, Darren Lilly, who covers Impact for the Torch. Uh, Darren, welcome back to Wrestling Night in America. Thanks for staying up late with me tonight. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to join you. Yeah. So, um, you know, this I, I thought No Surrender was a really strong show. I know I was not a fan, and, and I think I had you on the last time there was an actual pay-per-view, Darren, and I think you liked that show a little bit more than I did, but I, I thought tonight was a really strong show. Um, we'll, we'll start with um, the opening match, which was an X Division number one contenders match that uh, saw Jake Something defeat Speedball Mike Bailey, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin. Um I was tweeting throughout the show, as I do on, on major shows, and you can find me on Twitter at Greg M. Parks. Uh, I thought this was, even for the the high standard that X Division matches, and especially X Division openers, have uh, set the bar for, for Impact special events, I still thought this was a really strong match, uh, even compared to that high bar that uh, they have to meet. So... Um, you know, just your take on the match, as well as Speedball Mike Bailey. He's a recent addition to Impact. I know there had been interest uh, by some of the major companies in him at various times during his career. He ends up landing in Impact Wrestling. Uh, from what you've seen of him, and, and I haven't seen much, uh, to be honest with you, outside of what he's done in Impact so far, but I do recognize the name and I have followed uh, his, his career to a certain extent over the last several years. I'm interested to to get your opinion on what you think he can bring to the X division. Um, yeah, I had, had heard his name before and I remember that he had the, um, the, the visa issue or whatever. He wasn't allowed in the country, but I really hadn't seen his work until this latest impact stint. So he's, you know, virtually new to me and I've been super impressed with, uh, what he can do, what I've seen so far. Um, I mean, he really shined in this match, as did everybody. It was just a good mixture of guys. But, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really high on, on Bailey so far from what I've seen. And, like, to see him, they look, it looks like they're going to give him some spotlight time with uh, this Ace Austin feud to see where that goes. So I'm glad that they're giving him some TV time and uh, looking forward to see what he can do. Um, Jake something versus Trey Miguel, this sets up. Uh, what are your expectations for that match, and, and do you think – uh, something has a shot at taking the X Division title from Trey Miguel. Yeah, I've really been behind Jake for some time, and uh, ever since they split him up from the the Deaners tag tag team with uh, Cody Deaner, um, he's been good. But they haven't really, you know, put the spotlight on him too much. I think this is the perfect opportunity for that. I'm not sure if he's taking that belt from Trey, but they should have a. Hopefully, it's a series of matches. Um, I, if they did put that belt on him, I think he would add a little extra something to the X Division, and I think he would rise to the occasion if they gave him that spotlight. So I wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, I like Trey Miguel as champion, but I wouldn't mind seeing Jake take it. The second match on the show was Jonah defeating Black Tarus. Uh, this felt like uh, Jonah continuing to work his way up the card in Impact Wrestling. Uh, what is your take on... 
what his ceiling is in Impact. Is he a guy who you can see as Impact World Champion, maybe later this year, maybe early in 2023? Um, or, or do you see him as more someone who really fills out the mid-card and gives that part of Impact's roster some added depth? Um, well, I like, I've liked what I've seen from him here in the stint from Impact. It strikes me as somebody that they're just going to push to the upper mid-card, perhaps, and maybe I could be wrong about that, but they have kept him strong since his loss to Josh Alexander. Um, but I, I could see them doing with something. They have him on a winning streak since then, and I, he's done well in the matches, so I wouldn't be completely surprised if they push him a little bit further. I'm just – I wonder what his – status is is he here for like a long-term contract or is it one of those few months deals where they're kind of in and out so i'm just curious about that that's probably the main factor in it you mentioned josh alexander he was not on this show um what do you read into that if anything in terms of his status within uh impact wrestling or is it just you know continuing the storyline that they had set out on television where scott demore you know basically kicked him off team impact Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo.
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, well, I, I, from all accounts, it seems to be something that's real and... If I were him, and apparently just from the angle a couple of weeks ago where Brandy Rhodes said his name on AEW, so obviously they they know he's on their radar and they're interested, I would just be worried about getting lost in the shuffle there. But obviously, you know, I don't know what kind of money offers. So, I mean, it could just come down to that. But if he's an impact and the money is something similar, you know he would have a protected spot and he would uh, get the spotlight and impact. So, I could see Impact being a very attractive option for them if they get all of all of it sorted out, and I don't see why they wouldn't just based on what I've heard. So I would hope to see him back in Impact soon. The third match was Jay White defeating Eric Young of Violet by Design. Jay White has also appeared recently on AEW Rampage, so he's pulling uh, triple duty with uh, New Japan, AEW, and Impact. So uh, wild times this 2022 year is. I I thought it was odd to see Jay White playing a babyface here. And, and I even tweeted that out, and I guess I kind of jumped the gun a little bit as to what happens later on in the show, which we'll get to. Um, you know, what, it, it, this is this is White's kind of second stint in Impact. He was he came out at the end of a pay per view um, last year, and then nothing really materialized out of that uh, appearance. Um, I think he may have appeared on another Impact or two, and that was really about it. That was when Kenny Omega was uh was in impact as well so um you, you know how much of an advantage is this for impact to have somebody the level of jay white uh, from new japan not only being on their show but wrestling on their show uh he's a very he- heavily pushed talent in new japan um is that going to draw new viewers to impact do you think or does jay white not really have that cachet yet amongst fans who who may otherwise check out, say, a Kenny Omega who crosses over into Impact? Right. Um, Anytime you can get a 
performer of that caliber on your show, it's a, it's an advantage. And I think certainly people who were, you know, always kind of brush off impact will say, well, maybe I'll give it a chance. Now Jay White's on there. I think he's that much of a, of a, um, of an attraction. Um, and going back to your other point about why would they have him as a baby face? I think that they know that pe- the fa- the impact fan base is excited to see him. So they would just be fighting the tide if they just had him come in as a heel Mm-hmm. Although, as we will allude to later, I guess we're building in that direction <laughs> of turning them. But uh, yeah, when you, I, I, it probably didn't even make any sense to bring him in as a heel. So I kind of get that. But uh, as far as this match, I was surprised at how much they gave Eric Young. But I mean, obviously, in Impact, he's pushed as a leader of a faction and kind of a protected guy. But it was a good back and forth match. Um, Jay White won, obviously, but. Yeah, it was a good match. I, I think there's always that question when you bring in someone from another company, you know, what do you do with them? You know, because you have so many masters to serve. Right. You, you, you know, you want to keep your relationship with New Japan good, so you're not going to treat Jay White like a second-class citizen in Impact. And yet, you know you only have him for a short time, so you don't want to make your talent that are going to be around 52 weeks a year seem like they are a level below this guy. So I think it's a real balancing act, and having him beat somebody like Eric Young, who is a legacy star with an impact, he's not going to be hurt by this loss. Uh, His promo ability and his intensity will allow him to recover quickly from it. And, you know, with all that said, Eric Young is a mid-carder. You know, it's not like Jay White is going out there and beating Moose in a non-title match or something like that, you know? So... It is interesting with the the open door policy, with the forbidden door, whatever you want to call it, that we have in this era. It's interesting to see how every company that gets a wrestler from somewhere else treats them, who they put them over, um, how often they use them, and it's it's going to be one of those things that we look back on and we may compare notes with uh, what companies have done with these kinds of wrestlers. Right, and and it is an absolute delicate balance, but the kings of that are Impact Wrestling because they have people come in for these uh, like three- and four-month runs, kind of like Omega last year, and uh, Finn Juice comes in and out, and you have to do that delicate dance about, you know, we have to push them, but also we don't want to put them over our, all of our guys. So yeah. the the Impact creative team is pretty smart about it, so they, they haven't done anything crazy yeah, they <laughs> as are, far they as, are. like, pushing somebody to them. It's not going to be there. They are becoming experts in the field for sure, and there's value in that. You know, there is value in that because it's going to want to make other exactly. companies uh, look to you and say, "Hey, you know, we, we want to work with this this company. They've shown that they know how to handle that delicate balance, and it's going to make companies want to come mm-hmm. back and, and continue to work with you." And and that's for a company like Impact that is always looking for buzz, that is always trying to break through the the wrestling noise that is out there with AEW and WWE. Um, there's value in that for them. So. Uh, I look for them to continue to do Absolutely. that in 2022. Um, the fourth match was Diana Perrazzo and her open challenge, answered by Miranda Alize. And she, uh, Perrazzo, got the victory. Um, this was uh, she was allowing the challenger to uh, challenge for either the the Reina de Reina Championship uh, from AAA or the ROH title, both of which 
are held by Perazzo. Uh, Alizé decided to challenge for the ROH title. She has a history in ROH, uh, as Tom Phillips mentioned on the broadcast. She went to the ROH uh, Women's Championship Finals against Roxy, and uh, Perazzo got the victory here over Alizé. Good match. Um, were expectations, maybe you can only speak to your own, Darren, but um, expectations for the open challenge. You know, there are a lot of women free agents on the market thanks to WWE's uh, massive number of roster cuts they made last year. And to have someone like Alizé, who is talented, but she doesn't have the same name value that a lot of the other women out there have, um, was this a... Was this kind of below expectations for for what you had going in? Uh, was she did she end up being a decent payoff, even though it wasn't uh, you know a a big name or a former WWE talent who answered the call? For me, I thought it was, and this is just for me. I thought it was perfect because um, Miranda Alize had been in that ROH Women's uh, Tournament, and I was used to seeing her. So for the storyline purposes, it fits perfectly. Yeah. Um, it exposed her to a new audience who. Some people may have never even heard of her, but some might have, have heard the buzz from the uh, – she made it all the way to the finals, if I recall correctly. Um, so this is a good chance to showcase her. Um, so I liked it. I thought it was a good choice. Uh, she did well in the match. Um, I kind of – I like these open challenges because it kind of reminds me of, of Cody Rhodes and that run he had with the TNT title where he did the open challenge mm-hmm. where you kind of bring in new people and – you could also use it kind of like a scouting opportunity for Impact where they can see, well, well does this person fit in? Um, you know, give somebody a chance. And it also freshens up the show also by just bringing in somebody new that you might not necessarily sign, but you uh, give them a fresh appearance and be honest, you know, constantly just beating the same people over and over again. So, yeah, I thought this was a, a, was a good choice. I liked it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps but not others. That's not the case with PW Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership as soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute. You'll get a link and you click on it and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize. Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP exclusive podcasts and these shows with the ads and plugs removed with a VIP membership pwtorch.com slash go VIP. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient, and we think it's worth it. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, match number five was Matt Cardona defeating Jordan Grace via disqualification to retain the Digital Media Championship. Uh, this was, I believe, the this, the pre-show match for the uh, previous pay-per-view, and uh, Cardona and Grace going at it here. Uh, if you like intergender, this was a good match. I'm still... I don't know, Darren. I, I, the, the intergender stuff is is hard for me. And... I, I, I'm not someone who's going to completely close my mind to it because I don't think – for me, it's not black and white. For me, it's it's not no mm-hmm. intergender or you know give me all the intergender. I, I think there are – and Jordan Grace is a good example. I think she fits the mold of, of someone who is believable and – you know, who doesn't make me uncomfortable when I'm watching intergender wrestling. I mean, she mm-hmm. she handles herself in a way that, um, you know, if I was to throw Alexa Bliss in there against Matt Cardona, I don't think it would be the same. And and so, you know, I think, like I said, there are shades of gray. It's not just black and white. It's not um, – I'm not closing my mind to it completely, but it has to be the right mix of talent for me to buy into it. 
uh, however you want to define that. So, uh, curious as to, to your thoughts on um, intergender wrestling as a whole, and if you want to, you know, talk specifically about this match as well, uh, feel free. Uh, well, every time I comment on one of these matches, I always preface it by saying the intergender matches are not my cup of tea. It's just not not my thing. But this one was it was well worked. Um, I. It was believable. They made it, you know, it didn't look outlandish. As you, great example, like saying that Alexa Bliss was in there. I, I agreed. It would look ridiculous, but I mean, I thought it was like an evenly fought match, and uh, I, I kind of bought it. <laughs> so, but I had to echo your, your comments exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was fine, and um, they're they're putting up uh, emphasis on that digital media title just by the fact that it was in the pre-show on the previous show and now it's moved up to like the, I think this is like the fifth match if I'm not mistaken and it's getting kind of prominent and it's making Cardona, you know, playing up his jerk persona. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, that's been a big hit with the fans and like GCW and stuff. Yeah. So I'm glad to see that. I don't know where you go with Grace. Yeah. With Jordan Grace from here, but she's got a lot to offer. So maybe it looks like the feud might continue because they did a DQ. So we'll see how that goes. I, I wanted to ask you about that Cardona persona because, uh, he, like you said, at GCW, he's really done well as the the heel, the um, you know, kind of invading WWE um, ish kind of wrestler, and, and GCW is all about the opposite of that, and. I feel like an impact is kind of like that version of Matt Cardona cut in half, where he's kind of like half playing up that same Matt Cardona. So, you know, to me, I would love to see, and maybe there are certain things that he can get away with in GCW uh, that he just can't in impact for a variety of reasons. But I would love to see a little bit more of that GCW Matt Cardona in impact wrestling. Right, and but it seems like he's leaning more towards it, though. I mean, he was doing the flipping off of the fans and getting in their face and stuff, so maybe he's bringing more of that GCW stuff here. So yeah, that could be. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> maybe not like all the cursing and all that, but... <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it. It might be a little limited as to, to how much of that he can truly bring over. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Sure. Um, Match number six was Anderson and Gallows defeating the Gorillas of Destiny in a tag title match. Uh, Jay White and Chris Bay turning on the Gorillas of Destiny and siding with Anderson and Gallows by the end of the match. That is what allowed Anderson and Gallows to get the victory. And this is the point in the show, Darren, where I really thought, you know what? This is going to be a really good show because if I enjoy an Anderson and Gallows match to the level that I did tonight... Then that's then that means this show is that puts it over the top for me. Um, I am not uh, a huge fan of Anderson and Gallows um, in terms of their in-ring work. Uh, it's it's very to me very dry and, and very slow a lot of the time. Um, but I thought their match here with the Gorillas of Destiny, I, I thought it was fantastic. I really liked it. Um, and not just because of, you know, sometimes you, you get good matches with, with wrestlers who uh, have a slower pace because the, their opponents are creating movement for them. But um, I didn't think that was the case here. I thought Anderson Gallows uh, held up their end of the bargain as well. Um, so your your thoughts on this match and, and the execution of the turn of Jay White and Chris Bay. 
Uh, I definitely had similar thoughts. I thought this was like the the Good Brothers, one of their best matches in Impact in a long time, which is faint praise. Oh, yeah. I know, but <laughs> the bar the bar is low. And even even still, we did get that that chin lock from Doc Gallows in there. Yeah. We got to get that in. But um, yeah, it was it was <laughs> pretty fast paced, and they worked well together. And I think the Gorillas of Destiny kind of pushed Good Brothers to you know, get out there and get their working shoes on, as they say. And um, it was a good match, really entertaining. Um, yeah, of the turn, yeah, that took me by surprise. I haven't been following New Japan very closely ever since the pandemic, but I don't think they had hinted towards this, if I'm not mistaken. So they, this will have some ramifications for New Japan, I'm sure. But, yeah, people will be talking about that. And that's, you know, that's very rare to happen when you do have these forbidden door situations. Uh, mm-hmm. When you have somebody coming over and sort of visiting another company, um, sometimes what they're doing there is not canon uh, of, of the other company. So to, to yes. see something tonight that you would imagine would have a ripple effect into New Japan and that impact would really probably need to get permission from New Japan to do um you know, really makes you wonder what the fallout is going to be on the New Japan side for this. It's uh, that's that's going to be something interesting to watch. Um, match number seven: Mickey James defeating Tasha Steeles to retain the Knockouts Championship. Uh, Steeles is um, someone who I've looked forward to get this opportunity for a while. I've been a fan of hers for a while, uh, going back to her tag team with Kira Hogan in Impact Wrestling. And it was good to see her get this opportunity. Russell, somewhat of an old-school match here with, with Mickie James. And uh, I thought it was really a, a lot of fun. And, you know, there, there's talk that her contract and impact could be up soon. Um, you know, I think she's gotten to a place where AEW, WWE, some of the bigger companies may come calling for her services. Uh, if you had to, If you had to pick... Uh, where Tasha Steeles will be one year from now. Will she build, still be an impact? Do you think she'll re-sign? Or do you think she, she ends up trying out uh, AEW? Or, you know, maybe WWE would be interested and she, she ends up there. Wow. she's Well, if a contract is coming up, she'll have some options. Um, ideally, for me, if I had to pick, <laughs> I would send her to... AEW to team up with Kiera Hogan again and reform their tag team. Mm-hmm. And because maybe if AEW adds uh, women's tag team belts, that would make them prime contenders. Or not that I've heard anything in that direction whatsoever, but if they ever did, that would be a prime candidate for belts. So I would like to see that and see them do something with them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, the I... match... yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but as far as the match itself, it, it was good. It was uh, uh, pretty basic. It, it led me to believe that Tasha was like a one-and-done kind of, and it looked like Mickey's moving to Chelsea Green. So that was a little disappointing after she, you know, finally got her big title shot, and then this was pretty much it. But, I mean, it was a, it was a fun match. But, yeah, we'll see, we'll see where Tasha's headed. Uh, the... Eighth match was Moose versus W. Morrissey, uh, and Moose getting the victory over Morrissey to retain the Impact Championship. 
I, I thought there was a chance Morrissey could win it here. It felt like uh, he had been built up now over a long period of time. He has lost some of the bigger matches he's been in in terms of chasing the title. I thought if you were going to put the title on Morrissey, this was the time to do it. I thought this match followed the blueprint of the Goldberg matches we've seen in WWE, the Brock Lesnar matches that we've seen in WWE, uh, where you just kind of spam the finishers. Uh, you know, over and over mm-hmm. again, and and you hit big moves, and then you rest, mm-hmm. and you hit a big move, and then you rest, and and you know, may, and that's not necessarily a complaint because it's not like I want to see Moose and Morrissey out there chain wrestling, uh, or anything like that. So <laughs> that you know, that probably is the best for this type of match. But um, you know, as far as Moose retaining and, and Morrissey and his chances of winning the title, I mean, did you feel like there was a chance Morrissey uh, had? was going to win it here um and and if not here do you see him getting it anytime soon or was this kind of the the opportunity that impact had to put the title on him and now it's just kind of passed okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger. And our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. I was actually surprised that Morrissey lost. Yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised. I thought this was going to be his big uh, crowning as, as champion. But looks like he kind of like Tasha. He's looking like a one and done. So I'm not sure where he goes from here. So, yeah, he, he had done well on the build-up to the title match, but looks like this is it for him. If I could wait, make one note in the prior match, um, I was pretty sure that the group, what was it, uh, Chapel Heart 
Yeah. Are you familiar with them at all? I'm not. Okay. I, you know, I'm. Are they I, like a? Were they like a big deal? Uh, I, I'm a I'm a country music fan, and I've not heard of them. Okay. So they they must be oh. like either up and coming or just based locally, maybe in in around New Orleans. I see. Yeah. Well, they promoted them like so much throughout the show. I was like, they got to be turning on Mickey. So that was another <laughs> thing I was surprised that they did not make a heel turn. <laughs> I like something was coming. I, I, <laughs> did you by chance? Um, hear their rendition of the the national anthem at the beginning of the show i yeah i, I heard some of it i wasn't really paying that close attention okay um was it I don't, bad or? <laughs> well i thought it was but i i'll admit that i was so i had the i had the tv on i was actually eating dinner in the other room um, so I kind of mm-hmm. had like one eye and one ear on the TV and one eye on my dinner as I'm trying to eat it and, you know, trying to listen to the conversation around the dinner table. And like, I, I kept looking over there and I kept looking over there. Even my girlfriend made mention, like you, you could see it in her face. Like when she was hearing it, like you could tell that she wasn't really <laughs> digging the sound. And I, I just wanted to, to, I just wanted to check with someone who had heard it to make sure like it wasn't just me. Um, mishearing it or you know it's in the other room so I wasn't but it, it did not sound good um, and I don't I, I don't mean to be rude or anything like that like I don't I don't have anything against them I'm I'm a country music fan so it's not like I I don't like the genre or anything like that or I'm out to you know ruin their careers but I it didn't it didn't sound good so I I, I just wasn't sure I just wasn't sure if you had heard it or not yeah, I just bit not enough to make a judgment on it, but Okay, so so you're gonna let me hang out here just all, all by my all by my lonesome being critical, huh? Okay, thanks. Absolutely. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, I guess I don't blame you on that. Um moving on. I that, that's that's my that's my musical critique of the evening. Um the uh, main event Excellent. Was Honor No More defeating Team Impact. Uh, earlier in the show, Eddie Edwards was... Uh, we did not see this. We saw him writhing in pain on the floor backstage. And uh, he was taken out of the match. Willie Mack was inserted into his place. Eddie Edwards came out toward the end of the match and turned on Team Impact to help Honor No More get the victory. This is not a surprise to a lot of people, Darren, because this is, is the... Uh, scenario that a lot of people on Twitter have been talking about potentially playing out here on this show. Um, I just I wonder because you know they made specific mention of the doctor not clearing Eddie Edwards, and I'm I'm thinking, okay, is the doctor in on it now with Eddie Edwards, or is he just incompetent? Um, I wonder if that will play itself out, or if, if that's something we're just supposed to not not think about. But um, I, you know, this match I thought. It's the old grudge match that starts out with a collar and elbow tie-up. You know, people people are critical of of those kinds of um, matches, and I felt similar in this one. I felt that this should just been a big brawl, and and they were in the ring doing you know technical stuff, and I thought it it, it didn't really fit the build up to this match and the 
blood-like feud that had developed between this this group from Ring of Honor and Team Impact. So I, I thought that was kind of off. Otherwise, it was a good match. Eddie Edwards' turn is, is certainly interesting. Um, now that Team ROH is kind of as officially in Impact as I guess you can be, um, what do you see for this group? Is it going to kind of splinter and they go their own ways and kind of become members of the Impact roster and feud with, with other members of the Impact roster? Or do you see them sticking together and continuing to wreak havoc in Impact? That's the big question I had. Like, where do you go now? <laughs> yeah. they've taken over or whatever. I guess they will stick together. Now we have to see how this Eddie thing plays out. Um, I guess it was just time for him to do that because it, it freshens up his character and gives him something to do. He was kind of stagnant as just being the kind of rah-rah impact guy. So it gives him a new little twist, a little course. So that's good. But I guess a lot depends on what they do with Eddie. Is he going to be the leader of them? Is he going to splinter off? So... Mm-hmm. Some good questions for upcoming episodes of Impact. I yeah, guess. but I, if I had to, guess, I'm guessing that they're going to stick together. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it, down the line, been adding some new people. Yeah, it's it's tough because it's like, okay, what what was the purpose of this group in the first place? It was to right. sort of wreak yeah. havoc and and gain access to Impact Wrestling. Okay, now they have it. Now they're allowed in there. So like, what? Right. What is the if they stay together as the group? Well, what is the continued purpose of it? So, I think that's kind of a, a question that needs to be answered um, if they do if they do continue on. So, um, yeah, it's it's if nothing else, it's going to add a lot more depth to Impact's roster at least in the short term. We don't know how long these guys are around. Uh, ROH is is coming back April first with. You know, it's not going to be the same ROH. It's going to be the shorter-term contracts and things of the like. But, um, you know, we don't know if this is a, a short-term thing to get to that ROH pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, maybe you have – maybe this ROH Impact feud continues and you have ROH versus Impact on the first uh, new ROH pay-per-view. So um, that, that's a possibility, too. A lot of a lot of possibilities with this uh, ROH group in Impact. So, um, Darren, I- I'll let you go there. Uh, thank you so much for joining me and running down this uh, No Surrender card. Um, I'll-, I'll give you an opportunity here before I let you go to plug your work for The Torch. And you're on Twitter now. So so go ahead and plug your social media yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I caved. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Darren underscore Lily. <laughs> And you can read my uh, weekly Impact recap and the premium special. <laughs> I don't know what Impact calls theirs or Impact Plus specials um, on the torch as well. And I have a Wrestling Merchandise 101 column that comes out every Monday or Tuesday. So check that out as well. And thank you for having me tonight. Thank you. Awesome. Absolutely, Darren. We'll look forward to having you on uh, again soon on a regular episode. So, uh, Darren Lilly, PWTorch.com contributor uh, here, helping me run down the No Surrender card. Thanks for downloading today's show. Take it to the next level with a VIP membership. Get shows like this, the Wade Keller Pro Sync Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Sync Post Show, and the PW Torch Daily Casts on our PW Torch VIP podcast feed with ads and plugs removed from the shows for a streamlined listening experience. And also hear the VIP exclusive shows that I host with Rich Fan and Todd Martin. Everything with Rich Fan and The Fix with Todd Martin's signature VIP series that you're missing out without a VIP membership. So go VIP here in 2022 and enjoy all the benefits 
all the bonus content, and the ad-free listening experience. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP. If you're tuning in late, I am Pro Wrestling Torch columnist Greg Parks. We're talking No Surrender, Impact, um, I almost said pay-per-view, but it is not. I guess it's a special event that just went off the air, as well as the Elimination Chamber show from earlier today. If you want to call in, 515-605-9345. We've got two callers on hold right now. Looks like DJ from Miami and Craig from Toledo. We'll be uh, talking to them here momentarily. You can also email us, wnialivecast at gmail.com. But before we get to the phones, I do want to run down the Elimination Chamber show here in case we get some questions about that. The pre-show was Rey Mysterio defeating The Miz that was scheduled to be on the show, moved off to the pre-show. Miz was then teasing that he was going to call someone up who could help him deal with Ray and Dominic. And of course, the rumor mill gets started. People are wondering, is it Cody Rhodes? Now, if you're Cody Rhodes leaving an EVP position in AEW, a main position in AEW on screen as a talent, you're probably not going to WWE to help The Miz against the Mysterios. So uh, that's probably a red herring, uh, but you can never rule anything out. Um, the the opening match was Roman Reigns defeating Goldberg to retain the Universal Championship. It was a choke. Goldberg did not tap. Uh, he was deemed um, knocked out, I suppose, so the referee stopped the match. So uh, Goldberg had said he had one match left on his WWE contract. This would presumably be it, although with it being WrestleMania season, you do wonder if WWE will want to bring him back for that event. Um they could have very easily, this being his last match of his contract, if they had no interest in using him again, they could have very easily had him tap out to Roman Reigns. Uh, we know that Reigns is going to be in the main event of one of the nights of WrestleMania, so you're going to want to put him over as strong as you can between now and then, and, and nothing would be uh, putting him over more strongly than ha- forcing Goldberg to tap out, but they didn't do that here. So um, that makes me think that, that if Goldberg is willing and his body is able that uh, he will come to terms with WWE for another short-term agreement at the very least. Uh, match was, you know, short, which was fine, and, and probably as it should have been with uh, Reigns dominating most of it. Uh, this was this was a good show, I thought, by the way. Uh, the results were all very predictable, but that's not always a bad thing. So this is an example of a show with, with predictable results that was still pretty good, I would say, up and down the card. And it, it really kicked into gear with match number two, which was Bianca Belair winning the uh, Women's Elimination Chamber number one contender match, defeating Dewdrop, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Nikki A.S.H., and Rhea Ripley. Uh, she becomes the number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship and will face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. So this uh, continues their uh, feud, which was started at SummerSlam this past year when Becky Lynch returned and defeated Belair for the title. Uh, so that was uh, th- this was a match where the intervals were very short. Uh, usually it's, I think, five-minute uh, intervals or somewhere thereabouts. This was about two minutes uh, in between the entrances. And what I really liked about this was they continued to do a good job putting over the likes of Dewdrop and Morgan and, and Ripley. And, you know, WWE is really starting to build some decent women's division depth on the Raw roster. And uh, it, it continued here. They did, they did a nice job spotlighting some of those women. And now you have Alexa Bliss returning to the fold. So she's sort of in between her old... Um, Gimmick and her most recent one as part of the uh, you know the the spell that Bray Wyatt had cast over her, um, she's broken out 
somewhat of that mold, but but still has some remnants of it left after the weeks of skits of therapy. Match number three was Ronda Rousey and Naomi defeating Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Again, no surprise here. Rousey taps out Deville despite Rousey, as per the stipulation this past week on SmackDown Wrestling, with one arm tied behind her back. Uh, Naomi, I, I enjoy... I enjoy Naomi, and, and so I thought that uh, for someone who I believe has, has often been overlooked for uh, women's championship opportunities and for big pushes on the women's side of things, uh, for her to be involved at this level with names like Rousey and Flair on a, a major show like this I think was important. And you know, sort of like the Raw side, I think it helps build the SmackDown division depth. you got Sonya Deville, who likely sooner rather than later will return to a full-time wrestling role rather than kind of half-executive, half-wrestler. And you also have Naomi, who's been feuding with her. The feud has not been good, let's be honest, but it has put Naomi in a position to where she's in some key uh, angles and, and key storylines on weekly television. So there is value in that, even if the storyline itself has not been great. So this continues to build Rousey versus Flair, which will also take place at WrestleMania. Next stop, by the way, is WrestleMania. This was the last pay-per-view between now and then. Uh, so premium live event. I'm sorry. I'll get my swear jar here right next to my my computer and I'll put it in put a quarter in every time I say pay-per-view from here on out. Uh, match number four was Drew McIntyre over Madcap Moss in a Falls Count Anywhere match. They didn't really use the Falls Count Anywhere stip as much as they possibly could have. Uh, the, the big moment in this match and really coming out of this pay-per-view was um, one of the overhead throws by McIntyre and, and Moss landing on his head, which um, was tough to watch and I'm sure tough to go through for, for Moss, but he was able to uh, continue uh, the match and, and did a nice job. Um, but yeah, McIntyre, while holding Angela, his sword, giving the Claymore to Moss and pinning him. Uh, McIntyre, you would imagine, would be slated for a big match at WrestleMania. You would hope that this is kind of the end of the line for his feud with Corbin and Moss. It's already gone on probably a month too long, or two months too long. So uh, hopefully they are able to turn the page on that. And McIntyre, perhaps as early as this Friday, will uh, have something, maybe something with Sami Zayn, the new Intercontinental Champion, who defeated Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown on Friday night. Match number five, Becky Lynch defeating Lita for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, and they were, they went... Um, you know, this is not a short match. They 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 tested Lita here and and her conditioning. Um, Lita, it was tough to see. She hasn't had a singles match of this level in a long time. Forty six years old. It's it was tough to see what was ring rust and what was just kind of Lita because even in her prime, she had a very different style in terms of you know she was athletic but she was awkward her timing wasn't always there and so i you know you don't know what to attribute to just lita being lita and that's her style versus what was ring rust but they did well enough there was no major botches or anything like that becky lynch gets a victory over a legacy star almost you know similar to, to roman reigns here reigns defeats goldberg on his road to wrestlemania and, uh, you know, that's another feather in his cap. Similarly, Becky Lynch defeats Lita here, a, a big name from the past. Um, no one on the current roster has to be sacrificed in this position. And, um, you know, 
Lynch still gains something because she beats a, a big name in a Hall of Famer. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. And then the main event, Brock Lesnar defeating the... Uh, winning the, the Chamber match, winning the WWE Championship, defeating Lashley, AJ Styles, uh, Riddle, uh, Austin Theory, and and Seth Rollins. So um, Lashley was taken out very early when they they collapsed his pod, and um, you know amid fighting, and he was uh, taken out for quote unquote concussion protocol. So he didn't actually do any physicality in this match, and. Um, so it was kind of people saw that as a booking out to, to get the title off of him without having him lose. It has since come out uh, this evening that uh, Lashley has a shoulder injury that he suffered at the Royal Rumble during his match with Lesnar, and he's going to miss some uh, extended time getting that taken care of, uh, possibly even WrestleMania. So that would explain the booking of this match where he doesn't lose, but he loses the title, and now when he comes back, he's got a complaint. But uh, Brock Lesnar winning the chamber and doing so in impressive fashion, eliminating most of everyone in the match, including given Austin Theory and F5 off the top of the pod, which was an impressive visual, even if the camera work was not the best for that. So uh, Lesnar going into his match with Roman Reigns, at WrestleMania in a position of strength as WWE champion, dominating the chamber match. I thought it was pretty entertaining the way he did. Look, Lesnar is at his best when he is booked as uh, just an assassin who goes through and just whoops everybody in the match and does so in a fashion unlike anyone else. And that's what happened here. And and you want to do that when you're facing a guy like Roman Reigns who's held the Universal Championship for 500-some-odd days, uh, and really you need the fans to believe someone has a chance of beating him. So if you book Lesnar like that in, in the go-home program uh, for him leading up to Roman Reigns, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, it is champion versus champion, and I believe the early advertising that WWE has out for that is winner-take-all. So both titles will be on the line here. They don't say anything about merging the titles, at least not yet. That that still is up for grabs. That's still um, potentially out there to be made, but that's not the early advertising from WWE for that WrestleMania match. So I thought, you know, Chamber Match uh, and Chamber Show was good. Chamber Matches were short, both around 15 minutes in length, uh, which is very unusual for, for Elimination Chamber Matches. And even then, they had to scrap the Usos Viking Raiders because they were in a three-hour window uh, to get this done. So, um, yeah, kind of kind of odd. They, they 
had the Usos and Viking Raiders brawl outside before the sh- match and never did get it started. Uh, Cody Rhodes, by the way, not appearing either in video package form or in person for this show, which, uh, and, and some thought that there was potential for that to happen because uh, his contract was up. There, there's no, no compete or anything like that to, to our knowledge. So uh, he could start as soon as possible with WWE. And uh, we'll have to wait to see when that date occurs. Certainly uh, would expect him to be around for WrestleMania. Uh, okay, so 515-605-9345 is the number to call if you want to get in line to talk about Impact Wrestling's No Surrender pay-per-view. Um, well, again, not pay-per-view, but same type of thing. And the WWE Premium Live Event Elimination Chamber. You can also email us, WNIALivecast at gmail.com. First up tonight is DJ from Miami. DJ, welcome to Wrestling Night in America tonight. What's on your mind? I got a couple of things. Um, my first thing is about the belts. Like, I just... How can I explain this to you? Um, okay, so... If Bobby, I'm just saying in general, if Bobby Lashley wasn't hurt, do you think like they would have took the belt off of him because he is a fighting champion? Or I mean, I feel like now that Brock's gonna go in and lose, and then so Roman's gonna get the double champs. Does that mean like all of a sudden we're gonna do the same thing as last year and have um, McIntyre get one belt off of Reigns? Like I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm just confused, you know. I just oh, yeah. I hope they don't merge them then. Then what? <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm with you, DJ, on the merging. I, I hope they don't merge the titles. I think, you know, the, and naturally when you have a talent like Roman Reigns who is in such a groove, there is probably temptation from WWE to say, hey, he's done such a good job as the lead on SmackDown. Why don't we utilize him on Raw too? You know, I get that temptation. Um, but I, I hope the belts are not merged. Uh, obviously, someone's going to walk out of that with two titles. But um, yeah, you, you hope that they're that they're not merged. I'm I'm in favor of the brand split. So you know that would bring into conversation, you know, potentially ending the brand split or at least doing it for the champion who's going to end up appearing on both shows. But you know, to your original question about Lashley is. You know, if he was not hurt, would he have still lost the title? I think so. Um, I, I don't know how he would have lost the title in the chamber in terms of, you know, when his elimination would have occurred. Would they have protected him or anything like that? But I, I think I, I think the plan was probably having Lesnar win here and go into WrestleMania champion versus champion, even if Lashley had been healthy. Yeah, I'm just... I just don't know. I'm just scared they're going to merge a belt. I don't know why, but this is Vince here, so I don't know. Um, We'll see. (laughs) My second thing is, I I don't... Okay, if Austin Fury got with Brock Lesnar twice, I feel like maybe they're going to do something with him because, you know, it wasn't like he went through everybody and then he picked Riddle. No, it was Austin Fury again. At the end, uh-huh. so I feel like maybe he's next and fine. I don't know. What do you got? What do you really think of him? I mean, do you hopefully, you know, I know he lost AJ, but what do you think? Do you think they're going to move him up the ladder? Well, obviously WWE sees something in him by having him interact in backstage segments with Vince McMahon. They don't waste McMahon appearances on people who don't matter. 
And so you have to imagine that WWE does have an eye out for Austin Theory, that they do see a lot of potential in him as a main event star. And, you know, they're they're starting small. They're having him interact with Vince. They're not pushing him into a title situation right off the bat. But, you know, certainly working with Lesnar here, you know, um, I think I think it was just as much. Hey, he he's the guy who's going to take the F five off the top of the pod to end the match. I think that may have been enough of a reason to have him be eliminated last, as opposed to, hey, this Austin Theory guy is someone we we see as a future star. Let's book him being eliminated last so that he can get some rub from being in there against Brock Lesnar and holding his own until the last elimination. So I, I think in this particular instance, I do agree that he does have a bright future in WWE, see something in him, but I'm not sure that was why he ended up last. I think it was more, we, he's the guy who's going to take the F5 off the pod and we want to save that for the last elimination. I just hope he doesn't end like one of the comedy guys. You know, I feel like he's a good wrestler and I feel like, you know, he, you know, has the facials and everything. And, you know, if so, I feel like he can really move up the ladder and being some comedy thing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my last thing is EAW real fast. Do you think it's really worth this dog match? Like, do you think it's like, Oh, we're doing this Piper thing, or do you think it's just too soon because they already did one? Do you think they should have did some other kind of match? Like, you know, they already did something like this already. Like, wouldn't you think they would do something special with these guys? And well, Punk and him, I mean, this is like something that we haven't seen in a long time. You know, rivalry against totally babyface. Well, the the last dog collar match was well over a year ago. Uh, so, I, you know, it's not like they're going back to it too soon, I don't think. And AEW has done enough stipulation matches where already there's just not a ton of, you know, even if you take into the old school stipulations into account, um, there doesn't seem to be a lot left on the table for AEW to choose from. But I do think, you know, the dog collar match works in the context of the story they're telling, which is, you know, MJF, you know, keeps talking about being bigger than Piper in Portland. And and what was Piper's signature match? It was the dog collar match uh, with Greg Valentine, which Punk um, mentioned in his promo on an AEW. So uh, it fits that style. And I think it also is, you know, I think it's going to be a really good match. (laughs) I think it's going to be, um, violent in, in the way that it needs to be given the buildup of, of punk versus MJF. So I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. And then you don't think that Warlow's going to turn or anything. You think this is going to be straight match, right? You don't think nothing, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, gonna yeah, I'm trying to imagine a scenario. It, it's hard in a dog collar match. I think, uh, you know there are a million different iterations you could go, but it, just looking at the very basics of a dog collar match, I do feel like it would be difficult for Wardlow to turn here. But on the other hand, you've been teasing this turn for so long, you do eventually have to pay it off. Uh, and, and what better way to pay it off than on the biggest stage, which is pay per view? So right now, I don't really see an avenue to where M- where Wardlow could turn on MJF in this match, but. There's still a few weeks to build up to it, and and something could reveal itself to me that I hadn't thought about. So, um, I, at this point, I'm saying I, I don't think it's going to happen. 
there at Revolution, but um, you know, ask me. Well, we'll talk about it again on the uh, on the sh- on the preview show here on Wrestling Night in America, and and see if we can uh, come up with any good ideas for it. I just hope there was a straight match because you know the Piper thing. So I just hope that you know yeah. they'll do it the next night, or you know what I mean. So yeah, we'll see. All right, Absolutely. so I'll see you next week. All right, thanks, DJ, for uh, being the f- first caller here tonight. Uh, don't forget, uh, 515-605-9345 is the number. We'll, we'll stay on as long as we get callers. And right now we're down to our last one. <laughs> so this is Craig from Toledo. Uh, Craig, good to talk to you here again on Wrestling Night in America. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was just thinking about you all week, Greg. Because... Well, I-, I know I'm always on your mind, Craig, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I uh I was I was like Greg's doing a Saturday night at eleven o'clock at night pod this week and all this all these events have happened all this week and he has to cover Jetta and Impact. Yeah. On a Saturday night at eleven o'clock. <laughs> like, oh man. I feel well, bad for you, dude. Well, it it's okay. I I I don't mind it. It's um I know I could have gone. I could have gone Sunday night. I, I wish these, you know, this was a weekend that I really could have done Sunday night because I've got no school Monday, so I wouldn't have mind staying up later Sunday to cover yeah, one of these. Okay. But yeah, so uh, Saturday nights, I think, and that's you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because with WWE moving so many of their uh, premium live events to Saturday nights in in 2022, um, it's going to be a lot of uh, wrestling night in America on Saturday nights. I think this this year more so than usual covering uh, <laughs> these events and and uh, impacts on Saturday nights and AEWs on Saturday nights for some pay per views. Although they're moving some to Sunday, so um, it's going to be it's going to be yeah, whiplash. Yeah, one's on Sunday, right? Yeah, so you're really going to need to tune into my Twitter feed at Greg M Parks and listen to each and every week where I give you the lowdown <laughs> on when exactly the show is going to be the next week because sometimes I don't even know. So. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's. I don't mind it. Eleven o'clock on a Saturday. There are worse ways to spend a, a Saturday night. I think. That's that's true. Uh, I was wondering what your because everyone in the entire wrestling world has given their thoughts on the uh, Cody switch and the Steve Austin thing, and I was just wanted to give you some space to to weigh in yourself. Yeah. Um... I did tweet about the Cody thing and what I kind of thought was interesting that the day that it happened. And of course, you know, I'm in school while it's happening and I can check Twitter every once in a while, but I'm certainly not going to be posting during the day. So it's like, eh, I have to kind of gather my thoughts and then, then wait till the last bell rings to really uh, hammer them out on, on Twitter. But, um, you know, the first thing that, that struck me about Cody moving to WWE is, um, you know, certainly what happens with Brandy, and, and I think Wade Keller answered that in a uh, focus on AEW that he did uh, on the, the Cody situation. When, and, you know, Wade had as many details, if not more, than anyone else on Cody leaving AEW this week. So if you haven't listened to his focus on AEW this week, I encourage you to do so. So many details about, you know, the reaction to Cody leaving and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, my first thought was Brandy and, and what happens with her because she is a very polarizing figure. <laughs> At least she was in AEW, and you know, would would WWE find a use for her on television or behind the scenes? And it sounds like that uh, she is not part of the deal with Cody moving to WWE. So that answered one of my questions. And my other one was, you know, Cody had tried his hand at EVP 
in AEW uh, and in the creative aspect of the company. Uh, we know that, that his father was notorious for his uh, creative stylings in many companies. And we also know that in WWE there is a power vacuum right now behind Vince McMahon. Uh, with Triple H seemingly out of the picture in terms of you know being an option to take over once Vince McMahon leaves, however he leaves, um, there doesn't really seem to be a backup plan creatively. We know that Nick Khan is more than able to handle the business side of things, but creatively there's there's no one there who appears ready to to step up into that void that Vince leaves and. One wonders with the experience Cody has gotten in AEW, um, with the experience you know that he learned from his father that he inherited from Dusty, uh, is that something that he is going to angle for? Is that something that he has an eye on or has any interest in in WWE, or is he planning on coming in strictly as a talent? So um, he he does have a lot of other irons in the fire. You know he wants to to act in Hollywood and he wants you know he's doing the the go big show and he's got his reality show roads to the top so there may not be enough hours left in the day for him to devote to creative especially with the way the wwe's creative machine works 24 hours a day seven days a week um but it's it's something to keep an eye on as he goes forward support us on patreon starting at four dollars and 99 cents get these shows ad free and bonus vip content that's four dollars and 99 cents on patreon Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. Uh, it, it, it shakes things up. Cody going to WWE. I'm I'm interested to see just where he fits in in WWE. Um, and Wade brought up the point, you know, that that when people have left WWE and gone on to bigger and better things, and then they've come back to WWE, Vince's vision for them never really changed. Vince would not look at Christian as a top star in Impact and say, "Oh, we're we're getting Christian back." He improved his stock outside of WWE. Let's take advantage of that by pushing him bigger. They didn't do that. Same with John Morrison. You know, he was a the, a big attraction in Lucha Underground. He was a big attraction in Impact. He came back to WWE as Miz's sidekick. And so he, Cody Rhodes, he was Stardust when he left. He was, um, you know, he he was a bigger star initially when he was in WWE um, after he got past the tag team with Hardcore Holly and was with uh, with Randy Orton, then he ended up leaving. And so what is Vince's vision for Cody Rhodes now? Um, is it different than, than what it was when he was in WWE previously? It almost has to be for Cody to come back to WWE and for WWE to probably pay Cody the kind of money that, that would require. So... All of that is is just I mean there's just so many angles to this um, from the WWE side not even touching on the effect it has on AEW uh, so that's you know you, we could have a whole show about that um, Steve Austin I, I know that there was talk early in the week about Steve Austin potentially having a match at WrestleMania I think Kevin Owens 
was the name thrown out. Um, Owens would be a safe opponent for, for Austin. Uh, Owens uses the stunner or has at least in the past used the stunner as um, a move of his in his repertoire. So that would certainly be a connection to Steve Austin. Uh, I don't, you know, they're in Texas. Austin was all over the advertising for WrestleMania uh, for the last year. So, but man, I don't know. You know, Austin has always been against it. And I, I don't I, I'm curious as to what would have changed for Steve Austin other than maybe WWE um, pulled up two dump trucks full of money instead of one to his house. Like, I, I don't know <laughs> other than that. What what really would have changed for Austin to decide? Yes, now is the time that I want to come back. Um, and and after all these years of saying no, so maybe Austin will do a podcast where he discusses it after the fact. I don't know, but um, it certainly adds a lot of intrigue to it. It adds more star power to WrestleMania if this indeed happens, which I'm not convinced that it will 100% yet, but. Um, it's out there enough to where I, I think I, I thank you, Craig, for bringing it up because it is worth talking about. Um, but yeah, I, it's really wild. Couple days earlier in the week uh, this week, and so sometimes when we get to Saturday or Sunday, it's almost like that's been forgotten and we moved on to other things. So I am glad you called in and brought that up and, and allowed me to give my thoughts on those topics. Yeah, and I didn't even bring up the Rocket Super Bowl. I mean, that happened this week too. <laughs> yes, it did. Although I'm not sure it has any effect on WWE. So, yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he did cut a, you know, and then he he put up that uh, tweet that said uh, something. I don't know if you saw that one. The million. Uh, the tease, he right? He said something million... was a tease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't stand WWE nostalgia crap. I couldn't. I couldn't really figure out what that. I, I couldn't really figure out what that tweet meant. I could. I, I'm not sure what that was referring to. Like, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was a tease for for WrestleMania next he, year. I, he wants. He wants. Yeah, he wants the pause to last for another year. I think. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, one uh, going back to the Cody thing that you were talking about. One. Uh, one somebody I heard earlier this week said, and it, it made sense to me, and I hadn't heard anybody speak of it like this. They have to treat him good in WWE because if they don't, if they treat him like crap, they just put him in the makeup and throw him out there as a mid carder or a lower mid card guy. Then everyone's gonna see that. Who is a potential free agent? to come from AEW back to WWE or, you know, whatever. So it's, it's kind of like a, like this is a litmus test. Mm -hmm. And I, I really didn't think of it that way in that he, he kind of has, you know, but also what you said, another one of the things you said talking about um, the, uh, the production part of it and the creative part of it. Did yeah. Vince was Vince watching an AEW Dynamite episode and he was like, "Man, Cody is knocking us out of the park right now. We gotta get this." <laughs> that seems pretty <laughs> unlikely, right? <laughs> yeah, 
But it would be funny if he did. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, to, to, um, the po- to the point that you made there, um, this is this is WWE, and, and you wonder how much of that played a part, right? How much of it being WWE able to snag not only a major star from AEW, but also an executive vice president. And, and WWE has suffered loss after loss. A lot of it is their own doing when they've cut guys, but um, they've seen AEW get all this positive press for taking WWE wrestlers and uh, for the most part using them better than WWE had. And I'm sure that got under the skin of people within WWE, maybe even Vince McMahon. So when the opportunity arose for WWE to strike back and finally get a tally in their column to be able to take someone from AEW, uh, and not only that, but for it to be someone who was at the ground floor when the company began, uh, I, I think that they absolutely wanted to take it and, and wanted to, to take advantage of it. And even if they maybe had to overpay or pay more than they wanted to uh, to do that, I, I'm sure that played a part. You know, I go back to WCW and WWE, and when Vince would take guys from WCW and never seemed to really know how to use them. And... That never really stopped guys from trying to come to WWE or, or wanting to come to WWE from WCW. So I, I'm sure he won't be a mid-carder stardust again, uh, but I don't know how much the booking of Cody Rhodes, how many people are sitting there in AEW watching the booking of Cody Rhodes in WWE and using that as their own personal litmus test to decide whether or not to go to WWE. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also the money. Yes, the money. Very very much so the money. <laughs> that's, that's like the ultimate factor in it. Uh-huh. But, uh, I was thinking, you know, just me not having any investment in the Cody or whatever, I the only things I really care about in wrestling right now, like the only things that I'm invested in are is the G1, if the torture chamber crap gets out of there. Uh, John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF and Britt Baker, like that's it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, I'm pretty much out. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee's an interesting, um, you know, wrench. I hope he figures it out. But um, other than that, I just sit back and watch, and I'm just like, this, this is this is fun to just watch people react to what's <laughs> going on, and a lot of people react to this. They do is nuts. I'm like getting podcast emergency podcast download, you know, stuff. It was, it was really funny. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but, I'm, um, I'm sure when there's no skin in the game, it is it is much easier and much more um, easygoing to just sit back and kind of watch the reactions as opposed to being 100 percent invested in everything. Yeah, and and it's like uh, watching the episode of Elementary where you're trying to figure out what's going to happen at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this could be a long con because Cody is now the heel that everybody wanted him to be. Because the worst thing you could do to an AEW fan mm-hmm. is turn your back on them and go back to WWE. And so when he comes back, and I I didn't even know he was 37 years old until I think Wade said it on one of his shows. 37 years old 
two or three years from now, he comes back to AEW as a heel that turned his back on AEW, mm-hmm. different contract. He could do something crazy and say, well, that was a different contract. I can go for the title now. He just pat the guy on the shoulder with the title. You know, it, 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 there's so many options. I think it, it could be fun. You know, it's fun to fantasy book it in your head. But, yeah. You know, those things always, you know, when when you put it up in your head too much, it just goes, you know, you're, you're ultimately disappointed. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just think it's it's interesting just to watch people react to everything happening right now. And uh, I'm glad I was one of the people that got to react tonight. Yes. One of the two people. <laughs> I, I am glad as well, Craig. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to extend this show a little longer than it otherwise would have been. And again, for, for allowing me to speak on uh, the Cody to, uh, Cody to WWE situation and the, uh, the potential Steve Austin return at WrestleMania. Certainly big news and certainly worth taking a few moments out of Wrestling Night in America to discuss tonight. Yeah, I, I look forward to next week. You get to take a deep breath. And then preview the next week. Yes, and of course, you know, there's always the chance that something crazy happens this week that we'll need to cover as well that no one saw coming. So that's <laughs> hey. that's always on the table yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. All right, Craig. Thanks. Uh, shoulder on your mind there. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's unfortunate, especially in WrestleMania season. But uh, yeah, we'll see. All right, yep. Craig. Thanks for calling in. Well, thank you for taking my call, dude. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. All right, so it looks like that is it for Wrestling Night in America here tonight. Thank you for all uh, for participating here tonight. Uh, don't forget, as the crazy week last week, right, with with the Austin news and with Cody Rhodes news. So if at any point during the week you feel the need to fire off an email for us to discuss on that next week's show, please do so. Uh, WNIALivecast at gmail.com is where you can send those emails. And uh, don't forget, next Sunday night, I believe it's going to be Sunday night, believe it's going to be Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, our usual day, usual time, although it's been bouncing around lately with uh, us doing post-pay-per-view shows here and and taking your reaction on it, uh, which I love doing, by the way. Um, But it looks like we'll be back here, pwtorchdailycast.com, next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Greg M. Parks, where I tweet during a lot of the major shows. Love interacting with fans there as well. have a full-page column in each edition of the Torch newsletter. This most recent one, I took a look at uh, WWE injuries for the year of 2021. I've been uh, chronicling injuries for about four or five years now in WWE and keeping track of uh, a lot of information related to those injuries just to see if any patterns develop year to year. And it is interesting to, to dig into those now that we have uh, four or five years of data to look into, you can actually start to sense and read into patterns more so than you otherwise could. So um, hope that you'll check that out uh, in each week of the PW Torch newsletter. And again, tune in next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, because if it's Sunday, it's Wrestling Night in America. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Just click on the live stream link. 
He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PWTorch DailyCast lineup. Just search PWTorch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Guys, listen up. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use code WADE20, that's WADE20, for 20% off plus free shipping. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped comes with the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight, so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. And did I mention it's waterproof too? This package also includes the Weed Whacker, which is a nose and ear hair trimmer. Trust me, if you've got hairs growing out of your nose, people are scared to mention it, but you ought to be trimming it. And Manscaped has you covered. Also, two free gifts. Their Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably. And to complete the perfect package for your package are liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Start your day off with the deodorant for your boys, then stay cool all day with toner to keep you feeling your best all day and night. And don't forget to smell good all over. The Manscaped Refined Cologne will complement your collection with smell perfection. Manscaped created their products for a night just like this. So go to manscaped.com for our exclusive 20% offer and free shipping with the code WADE20. Enter that at checkout and get 20% off. The performance package right now is on sale. You'll knock another 20% off of that and you get all those free bonuses with it. I have tried this product I endorse this product. It is well-made. There's a great fit and finish. You feel safe down there when taking care of business. It's different than anything else I've used. It takes some of the anxiety and stress out of male grooming. So check it out. Go to manscaping.com and pick out the Performance Package 4.0 or any of the other offers that they have and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's manscaped.com. Enter coupon code WADE20. 